Hello and welcome back to our podcast. I am your host, Renz, and I'm joined by Denise. What's up? Today we are talking about Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. It's open season on Harley Quinn when her explosive breakup with the Joker puts a big fat target on her back. Unprotected and on the run, Quinn faces the wrath of narcissistic crime boss Black Mask, his right-hand man, Victor Zaz, and every other thug in the city. But... Things soon even out for Harley when she becomes unexpected allies with three deadly women, Huntress, Black Canary, and Renee Montoya. This film was directed by Kathy Yen and written by Christina Hodson. So Denise, what did you think of Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey? Honestly, I really liked it. I came into the theater having low expectations. Um, honestly, I wasn't planning to watch it. Someone just someone just said, let's go to the movies and watch Birds of Prey. And I was like, why not? I wasn't doing anything that night. And I came out like feeling like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this movie is, if anything, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a nice break from the super seriousness of the Joker, especially with how that whole film is marketed as oh, DC, is, this is not a comic book movie. Joker is super serious. And this film is just pure comic book movie, pure style. And it also, it welcomes its style and it doesn't care about being overly graphic or being kind of silly. And I think because of that, this film really is very entertaining and just a good time. Margot Robbie is amazing. She might be one of the best actresses out there. She just carries the hell out of this film. She does, yeah. Uh, let's take it back a bit. So when you said that it's a comic book movie, it's just pure comic book. I think that it's even though it's a comic book movie, it's really different from the typical comic book movies. You know, you have your like Marvel movies, which, you know, they're good, but they adhere to like a very specific formula. Like, you know, you can you go into a Marvel film and like you can pretty much expect what happens like nine times out of ten. And then you know and its counterpart you know their previous dc movies which were you know kind of like uh they were also kind of too serious and this one's just really really different and completely unique compared to both sides yeah there's you could tell that the filmmakers were just having fun with the different sequences very early on there's a scene where harley quinn uh rams a petroleum truck into a nuclear waste or i don't know if it's a nuclear but it's like a wasteland facility it's and a chemical plant oh it's, it's a chemical chemicals plant. it's chemicals yeah <laughs> where uh her and joker i guess became like intertwined intertwined yeah one in the same one in the same and she wanted to get over him metaphorically and like physically by just destroying that place and i'm pretty sure when she rams that truck into uh the chemical place it just like explodes into like a bunch of like, different colors and like fireworks. Yeah. And it's totally obviously it's totally unrealistic, but it fits so well with the the film and its style and, and her character. And like, her character, yeah, like the random sudden choice to do that. And it was just super like colorful and vibrant and pretty, and I was like, yeah, I, I love and this is really early on in the film, and you could tell like they weren't going to be bogged down by anything too serious. And they were just going to do whatever felt good to the character, both like visually and in terms of, you know, like there's a lot of um, like jokes in this. It's it's pretty humor filled. It's also very meta kind of reminded me of like Deadpool almost. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. It's, it's probably the most similar to Deadpool than any other 
a comic book movie. But I feel like it's still really different and unique in its own right. And it's probably because of what you said. Like, it's really cool for bright scenes. Deadpool was a little bit more... Uh, how would I say it? It's been so long since I watched Deadpool. It's like a little dark, like deadpan. It, I don't think there was as much of um, an emphasis on the visual style in Deadpool as much as there is in this film. Yeah. This film definitely feels like super artistic. You know what, uh, even the ending credits and the opening credits, like that's the first thing I, I noticed how artistic it was. And throughout the film, when, because uh, this was, uh, it's like breaking the fourth wall, she was basically narrating throughout the whole movie. Um, what was, what really stood out was when, um, you know, all these thugs were coming after her. And then, she, like, when each thug would come after her, there would be like, like a title card of like the person's name and like the grievance grievance the grievances yeah. yeah that like she that she did on them oh yeah i love that i loved it it was so funny like i found it really funny and it was just it, it's super like um it, it just felt like fun you know like they weren't really thinking about if that would fit in the world obviously it was a stylistic choice but it just fit for the movie it was in. And every time she did it, I thought it was a really good choice to uh, do. It never That was one of the jokes that never really got old for me. I always liked it every time because she did have a lot of grievances. or A lot of people had a lot of grievances with her. And it was always fun kind of reading the different messed up things she would do for people. I think this film, Margot Robbie is so talented. She gets you to root for a character that is definitely a villain very like there's human elements but she's definitely not a good person definitely not she's a little too good that's what i'm thinking but we can talk about that later oh yeah, yeah. that's true that's true but uh yeah she really knocked it out of the park um you know it was it's really interesting because when i was kind of writing the article for this film i was thinking like this was kind of this this movie kind of had a lot a lot writing back on it um, because this is like the first DC movie that was released after the jo- Joker. And then before that, uh, like the DC extended universe, essentially their like superhero movie franchise. It was a lot of like hits or misses. And this was like mostly misses too. Yeah, mostly misses. <laughs> mostly heavy misses. Yeah. And this, this was like kind of a sequel, not really a sequel to to Suicide Squad and you know Suicide Squad did, did not it was not a favorite at all but even oh, critics or people like But Harley, I think Harley Quinn from what I remember from Suicide Squad Harley Quinn was definitely like a standout. Yeah, she definitely movie. made that movie, but that movie was a hot mess in the worst way. Yeah, you definitely. Know? Like Birds of, Birds of Prey is what Suicide Squad I think should have been. That's that's a good point. I I definitely agree with that. Especially because Birds of Prey, and we can get into this later on, but Birds of Prey is it's kind of an ensemble movie. It's like a bunch of different characters coming together. It's not just Harley Quinn, but it's the Harley Quinn show, essentially. And because of that, it's so much fun to watch. And it doesn't take itself too seriously, which Suicide Squad did. Yeah, it really did. And I think that's what hurt it the most. Yeah. Because, I mean, Harley Quinn is, is a super silly character for as serious... Of like her crimes are very serious, but she's has the essence of Bugs Bunny. You know, she's very yeah. comedic. Uh, she likes to play with people. She likes to play with the audience, especially, and kind of 
winks at the camera knowing what she's doing. There's even one scene where she had a stick of dynamite and she just throws it out, out of a car window during a chase scene, which is very like reminiscent of those like Bugs Bunny. Like those 40s cartoons. Yeah. I, I think that's what made this film in particular when comparing it to the other films in the DC universe. It's just fun. Like, yeah. And I think it did a good job distinguishing itself from its predecessors. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, You know, I, I know DC had plans of having this entire, like, extended universe similar to Marvel, and it just didn't work out. And, you know, going into this film, as someone who's watched all the previous DC movies and as someone who's a fan of, like, DC comic book characters, I didn't miss anyone, you know. I didn't miss Batman or the Joker it, it takes place in the same city, Gotham, but I'm I'm not going through the movie like asking, you know, where did Batman go? Like, <laughs> yeah. why is he not here? Okay, the Joker and Harley broke up. Uh, where exactly is the Joker? Like, where did he go? Like, you know, I, I didn't think about that just because the movie just did a really good job of kind of making itself as a one-off spinoff or something. So I, I know you're a fan of both. Like, you and I are both fans of Marvel and, and DC. Um, do you feel like the DC movies on their own they're more unique individually than like the different marvel films i think so and i think uh that's a strength and a weakness uh, for dc marvel did something really incredible building this whole entire franchise in like 10 10 years it's 10 years right i think so yeah yeah 10 years 20 something movies 20 plus movies and it really works well if you watch all of their anchor films because they have like they have their big hitters and they see, have yeah. a few side movies there that like you don't have to watch for the whole story to make sense dc they completely flopped on that end <laughs> uh, they they you know obviously the executives at warner brothers and warner brothers owns all the dc movies they were just like oh let's just copy marvel and hope for the best and you know how that turned out with justice league and Batman versus Superman, which I'm 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 still salty about. I was so excited to watch it, and it just oh god. Okay, let's not talk about trigger, that. You get, you get triggered. I'm getting triggered. And like my face is turning red. <laughs> but anyway, so after that disaster, you know, they just started kind of making one-off films, like solo films. Wonder Woman was pretty good on yeah. its own. Um, Aquaman did really well. I thought it was okay. You know, I I mean. It's just a typical movie for me, mm-hmm. but I know other people who really liked it. Shazam was also enjoyable. So I, I really think that they're doing a good job, you know, continuing to salvage what they destroyed, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's interesting that you uh, mentioned Wonder Woman because that was one of the first DC films that was people thought were like really, was really good. And this film kind of is also really good, similar to to wonder woman but like in that totally different style like they're not comparable i think yes yes and i i think we can kind of lead on to how both of them have a female lead and harley quinn or i mean birds of prey has a female-led cast so i liked how they handled the female ensemble and birds of prey you know it wasn't it wasn't your typical punch in the face feminist movie <laughs> It, it wasn't uh in the Infinity War. Yeah, the, it wasn't the end. Ga- it wasn't endgame. the end game scene when all these like ten characters, <laughs> ten female characters join for like 
a five second scene. And granted, when I was in the theater watching it, I was like, wow. But then immediately <laughs> after, I was like, that's like the cheesiest shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. No, Birds of Prey doesn't do that. You know, these are these are these are female characters, but they're not they're not constrained in that box, which I found really, really great. Yeah. I, I think since I guess we can talk about the other the Birds of Prey, like the other characters. I I liked most of them. I, I think my, the standout for me was uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as the Huntress. Yes, definitely. I agree. She was great. And I know a lot of people think so, too. The cast, the supporting cast, I don't know. I have a little bit more mixed feelings about them. Yeah. They're, they were a hit or miss. You know, some of them were really good. Some of them weren't. Um, I think we have the same favorites and not, right? Yeah. Well, the reason why I like the Huntress was... Harley Quinn is by herself is such a unique, totally different from every every other character in this movie, and the Huntress is kind of totally different from every character in this movie also, and she's different and funny in a way that's the opposite of Harley Quinn. She's like Har- a foil. Yeah, she's a foil. Harley Quinn's very social. She's very animated. She's very, just like bubbly. You know, that bubbly personality. The Huntress is like socially awkward. She's. She just makes conversations kind of uncomfortable. It's actually, and I thought it was really genius, the writing for this character, because I I don't know about other movies, but this one explored the idea of, a, essentially the backstory of her character is a mob boss killed her family, and she wants to get revenge on them. And this film actually explores that in a very meta and hilarious way, to where the way her character interacts with other people it would make sense that she's really awkward because she's just been training her whole life and that's all she has known. Yeah, and she's traumatized, as you know, because her entire family got killed when she was yeah. like a kid. And I, I just find that fascinating. Like, I wanted more of her story. Honestly, if it was just, and we can go into this a bit later, but if it was just The Huntress and Harley Quinn, that would be such a great movie because they're both so different from each other and so funny, but in like different ways. Yeah, I I definitely agree, but I feel like it's more just the way the other characters were written and the actresses that were chosen for the characters. I feel like I just feel like they could have done a better job on both ends and that's what really felt fell flat for me in the movie. I mean, I love the Huntress. There were other characters uh like Black Canary. She was okay. I mean, mm, I just she kind of was in the middle. There's the kid Cassandra Kane. I found, I found her character essential to the plot, mm-hmm. you know, and I found her interesting. But uh, I don't know. It's just there was just a little something missing between her character and Harley's character, kind of clicking and synergizing. Yeah, because they do have they do form bond like this child and Harley throughout the film, and that's essential to the plot. But for me, it just kind of like, okay, like, where did this come from? Like, Harley Quinn has a heart? Great. How did, <laughs> how exactly did this happen? And I feel like that's what kind of fell short. Yeah. Really quick on Black Canary. Her character was fine. You know, didn't really... She could fight people. And I guess she has powers, which... But for the most part, I didn't hate her. Yeah. I didn't... I wasn't looking forward to her. You know, it was yeah. it was fine. She she was good. Yeah. Solid. But here, get get this. When we st- when you start the movie, when you were in the theater and Birds of Prey starts, besides Harley, 
it, there was two characters that were kind of frontlining after Harley, and it was Black Canary and freaking Renee Montoya. And honestly, Black Canary, you know, I agree. She's just whatever. I wasn't looking forward to her scenes, but I wasn't dreading them either. But like Renee Montoya's, oh, I don't know. I can't. You maybe you can start. And I can, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, well, really quick, I, I just want to touch on uh, on Cassandra Kane, um, played by Ellie J. Bosco. Ellie J. Bosco. She was she was decent for a child actress. I wasn't expecting a lot. I think the one there there was two things that I had a problem with. It, it didn't take me out completely, but it definitely was noticeable for me. One was what you said, where it felt a bit forced their relationship, how mm. they're supposed to be super close, considering the fact that we didn't really get much backstory on Cassandra Kane besides the fact that she has like a, a troubled past with her parents or she's not she's in a, a broken home but not really much in terms of exploring that so this bond between the two they didn't really seem that similar yeah here's what really upsets me and i feel like part of it is because i know like the origin story of the comic book character cassandra kane and i felt like it was just a huge missed opportunity that could have been utilized in this movie so uh, like her original like backstory like the actual comic book character was way more interesting than some kid who pickpockets people <laughs> like she, like this child was supposed to know how to fight like she was trained to be kind of like an assassin kind of like the huntress except that she was still a child when she was doing this stuff and i felt like that would have been way more interesting and i think that could have segued into a good bond between her and harley then as opposed to this random kid that harley sees on the streets because she stole something from her yeah you know when you put it like that that origin story there'd be a lot of similarities between um harley quinn and cassandra kane I, I could see how that version of cassandra kane would be a character that harley sees as her when she was younger or an earlier version of herself and then that their bond would have made sense but here harley quinn is like a criminal like a legit heavy criminal and Cassandra Kane pickpockets people. I guess that's, yeah, that's enough. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if, if this, if this was a little child murderer, like she was in the comic books, like I can picture Harley being like, Oh my God, she's a lunatic. That's I me, love yeah. her, but she's just pickpocketing, you know? And it's just like, Har Harley wouldn't care about those types of people. That's just my thing. And that's why I, that's why I really feel like the bond is forced. Yeah. And, and then I think the other thing for me with Cassandra Kane and Harley Quinn is just... Honestly, like, I, I don't necessarily blame Ella J. Bosco, but when you're acting... And they spend a lot of scenes where it's just her and Margot Robbie. When you're spending a scene and the only other person you're in it is Margot Robbie, you have to bring your A-game because Margot Robbie is going to bring her A-game. And if you're acting is like okay you're just gonna even if it's not bad you're just gonna seem so much worse because margot robbie just brings it in every scene and she's so electric so her performance kind of felt even a bit more degraded than it actually was just in comparison to her so i, I don't necessarily blame her but i think that did kind of stand out to me a little bit yeah but in in ella's defense i think anyone that was acting oh, with definitely. Margo in that movie just kind of you know she's just in the background because yeah. she's just too good yeah she's she's in uh the whole time I was watching I was like okay Margot Robbie is in a tier of her own in this movie yeah and especially like when 
when it's just her and, and Cassandra. Obviously not Ella's fault, but it kind of... You know what? I actually think she was better than some of the adults. Oh, actors. yeah. She's like, not bad at all. But she's just not Margot Robbie. Yeah, she's, unfortunately. Yeah, she's not. Or close, yeah. Maybe in the future. You know, she's still young. Still learning. Yeah, she's like, what, 10? 13? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I know she's young. So, you know, she'll get better. But we can talk about, in my opinion, what was the worst part of the film. And I think it's <laughs> your... I think you agree with me. In Renee Montoya. Renee fucking Montoya. <laughs> I literally hate her. She was boring as a comic book character. And she was even more boring in this film. So I have I don't even know why they put her in. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. If they, if they, if they had a lot of creative freedom, I don't know why they didn't change her at all. And it's just... And she was practically i think she had the most screen time she did have Margo. a lot of scenes yeah and she had a lot of solo scenes too and i'm just like okay but no one cares about her she's just so uninteresting yeah they explored her past more so than cassandra kane and more so than black canary and, and her past was just i mean there's a story to it but it's not really that interesting and rosie perez didn't really play it maybe part of it was just the material she was given, but she didn't really bring anything interesting yeah. to her performance. It seemed pretty flat for the most part. Now that I'm thinking about her particular plot, it went nowhere. Because in the beginning of the movie, she was like a deadbeat cop, right? Like uh, her partner was stealing all the recognition that she was, was supposed to be getting. And nothing happened with that. Yeah, It was still the same thing in the end of the movie. So what was the point of us knowing about that particular part of her life? Yeah. And that part does take enough of the movie to where it just slows it down for sure. It, it, which is weird to say in a movie like this fast-paced and energetic and fun. To have this character take up this much amount of screen time and really slow it down. It really just felt like, why? Just a weird decision. And none of the jokes... There was a, re a reoccurring joke of her watching like 80s cop movies. And they used that multiple times. Oh, and it yeah. wasn't funny the first time. And it wasn't funny every time they used it. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking with that. None of the jokes with her landed. They're nothing felt like. And she wasn't even. She didn't even feel like that moral character in the movie because she. Yeah, she did it. And that. And can I just say also, she was the. Uh, she was kind of the uh, token lesbian in the film. <laughs> and yes. that that plot point went nowhere either. We just had a random cameo with Ali, Ali Wong. Yes, I'm. So, <laughs> I'm glad that we mentioned this. Ali Wong is in this movie, and you could literally replace her with any other actress, and it would have made no difference. She had her lines were not said with any kind of difference than literally just take any extra in the world, put her in that role, and then it would have been the same. Her character was beyond useless, but I guess Ali Wong is in it. Um and it, I don't know, that was that was really strange to me. That that definitely stood out. And and now that I'm thinking about it more, the character of Renee Montoya and the way they slowed down the film to talk about her backstory was definitely the biggest part of why it's not like a really really great film well, i can forgive it but it, it's it does stick out to me if, if i'm gonna rewatch it, it that does part stick out me. i feel like there were other things wrong with the film that contributed to it not being a fantastic film uh but i agree that renee montoya was a big part of why yeah. it was not amazing yeah uh leading on to that though 
I felt like the kind of middle part of the film, the middle act, was a little slow, which is weird because, as you said, it was a really fast-paced film. But that middle act was when they were trying to introduce all these other characters and build up their little histories and plots. And they just didn't do a super great job of interweaving all of them. Yeah, it, it didn't really feel that seamless in terms of it just felt a little disorganized. Certain characters got more time than others and it didn't feel cohesive. So when they do get together and start working together, you don't necessarily feel like it was well-crafted. Mm-hmm. Agree. Especially compared to Marvel movies, which you pointed out to me a few days ago. Yeah. When, when, when I was talking, I was talking about how this movie kind of made me realize how Marvel for all of the, all of its formulaic qualities they do a really good job at taking a bunch of different characters and not really making it feel disorganized. And even this film with as little amount of characters they have, it felt that way. So it does show that it's pretty difficult to do that. Um, I, I think part of that might be the runtime. So I believe this film is around two hours. For the amount of characters that they had that they wanted to introduce, it could probably have been a little bit longer just to at least give... I think... If it was like maybe like two hours, 10 minutes or two hours, like 15 minutes, because they were trying to tell it wasn't just a Harley Quinn story. It was Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. They wanted to tell the backstory of different characters. I think maybe even adding 15 minutes would have given like Cassandra Kane, for example, more origin story. And I would have cared more about her character. Or if they wanted to just make it the Harley Quinn romp, then shorten it and then make it like an hour, an hour and 40 minutes. And it would have just felt more streamlined. It's kind of in the middle, and I think it kind of suffers a bit because of, of that. How do you feel about Black Mask? Honestly, I, I, the, there were scenes where I was like, oh, well, this guy's really cool. But it never really crossed the line of he was like a cool villain. Did you find him like a little too campy? Because that's what I felt like. He was. I just couldn't take him seriously because he was <laughs> a little too campy. It felt like they were trying to experiment with different character archetypes because in some scenes, he almost reminded me of, like, Nicolas Cage with how, like, wild and crazy he is. <laughs> and then others, he's super serious. You're supposed to, like, fear him. Did so, you ever fear him? Because I never feared him because he was too campy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't really... In the scenes where they were trying to make you kind of scared of him, I didn't really feel it because he was already acting kind of goofy in other scenes. It wasn't... I feel like... Uh, Ewan McGregor was definitely trying. He wasn't phoning it in. It just didn't really feel like the material he was given gave him a lot to work with. And, I mean, he, I didn't hate him. I was fine when he was on screen, but I, I would say it is one of the more boring villain characters, which, mm, yeah, maybe not boring, but not, like, well-crafted or well-thought-out, which yeah. I think does suck because I think Ewan McGregor actually does try pretty hard in this film. I think he did his best with what he had. Yeah. He did he I think if it wasn't for Ewan McGregor trying, this this character would have been kind of like Renee Montoya where it would have taken me out of it. But because he was at least giving some uh, like a decent performance <laughs> and effort, uh, you know, I was, I was fine with it. I, I hated him enough to to, to care, I didn't you know. Hate him. I, yeah, I didn't hate him. I didn't hate him. It's like, "Oh, he's here." great <laughs> get back to harley quinn already yeah get back to harley quinn and i feel like that was the biggest problem of the movie but at the same time i mean what can you do she's margot robbie man yeah i know she you were telling me that um she's one of the producers and she actually wanted 
this Birds of Prey specific story. Yeah, it, I, I felt like they could have taken all the rest of the characters out, just had a pure Harley Quinn movie similar to Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, just like a very singular, specific character-driven movie. And I think it would have been maybe a lot better. I don't know. Yeah, I, I honestly think so. Margot Robbie is just that good where she can carry a film the whole way through and never... Honestly, I never would have gotten tired of it. I mean, there are times in this film where she'll make you feel emotional when the material material does not... And it's not set up in a way to make you feel emotional, but she's so good that it gives you those feelings. She's just so damn talented. Yeah, like, every scene she's in was great. Like, no questions asked. And she... If she wasn't as good as she was, this film would have just collapsed. Yeah, it would have... Totally collapsed. It would have been really bad. If Yeah. If it was if she was any less... Margot Robbie definitely made the film. Oh, so 100%. I don't know why. I mean, I understand her reasoning why she wanted a, a female cast, but I feel like that kind of held the movie back. It, it did. Ironically. It did. Yeah. I, I, it is weird to say that in a Harley Quinn movie, you wish you saw even more of Harley Quinn. She's, she's in a lot of the movie, but surprisingly, there's enough of her not in it to kind of be like, okay, why? You know, she's the best part. Have her as much as you can. Well, she's going to be a really big uh, character in Suicide Squad 2. So is there a Suicide Squad? Yeah, too? they just announced it like a oh, few nice. like a week ago that she's gonna play a really big role. So I guess she's gonna save that movie too. <laughs> well, you know what? She probably will. She's that good. Uh, I know we kind of for the past couple of minutes we've been talking about how much we didn't like certain parts of it, but I do have to give props to the director Kathy Yen. The film, when it is Harley Quinn and when it is very action and those sequences like the chase scenes or when they're fighting the i never felt like the action was boring or standard like i do with other comic book movies there was something about it where it was honestly like exhilarating to watch the, the action scenes they were longer they were clear they're not like those shaky cam yeah. things that you see nowadays in almost every action movie and i really like that there were a few slow motion scenes where i was not really there for it is kind of a dated technique yeah but in for the most part i i really liked most of the scenes and i like how graphic it was because i wasn't expecting it to be that graphic oh yeah that's actually one thing that the films and we can talk a little bit about this too um that's one thing that the trailers didn't show me was one i actually didn't even know that it was r-rated when i was going into it and two how graphic that the movie decided to be because at certain points it really it's not gruesome graphic it's more like comic book graphic um kind of like silly graphic but it definitely is not afraid to be gruesome and you know i i have to give props for kathy i think she has a real talent for those action scenes and, and the visuals and making them both exciting and easy to watch. There's also a lot of personality in the fight scenes. The weapons that Harley would use were, were special to her. There were times where she had like rollerblades during fight scenes, and and I thought that brought interesting dimensions to it. All, all of those scenes and everything involving very visual aspects, I thought was really well directed. And honestly, for the most part, I don't really go into movies for action nowadays. But actually, I would rewatch this movie because of the action. I, I thought that's how fun and how well how well 
directed those scenes were. Yeah, it, it was it was really well directed from that point of view, and I have to give her I have to give the director props for that, especially since I think she only directed one movie prior to this, right? And mm-hmm. it was in a completely different genre. Yeah, I remember I read an article, uh, and Kathy was mentioning that um, she was just so terrified to accept this uh this offer to direct this film because she was just like what am i gonna do with this and i think she did a really good job i I think she did a great job she never she she had a vision i think in wanting to make this very stylistic bubblegum pop type movie and she never strayed away from it and she actually accepted that uh courageously and you can sense that fun that goes through the entire movie especially in, in those fight scenes which were stand out for me so you know i'm excited to see what else she could do one thing that i do want to mention so this film actually had i think the worst opening weekend in any of the dc movies it did and i'm so sad about it because it definitely does not it's one of the better ones for sure and it was heavily mismarketed very much so and what depresses me the most is that I know that because of this performance, it's probably not going to get any type of sequel or spinoff at all, which is a shame because this movie was really unique and I want more of it. Yeah, like the trailers felt very generic. I didn't even re- I didn't even realize how graphic it was. I, I don't know. I just didn't really get me excited for it. But when I watched it, I would be down to watch another movie of Harley Quinn and these characters. Yeah. Like Harley Quinn, the Huntress. I would love to know more about Cassandra Cain and Montoya. I don't know about that no. one. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, maybe choose like a, a better villain. And I'd be down to watch another sequel. It was that fun. And it's kind of, you know, hopefully, I mean, obviously Margot Robbie is going to be in future films. But if the studios do decide to give it a chance, hopefully people, the word of mouth, because I know a lot of people generally it's positive for this movie. It is. Hopefully the, the praise and the word of mouth will get to the studio's head and you know they'll finance the second one but yeah i think overall you can't go wrong watching this movie in my opinion obviously it's not perfect but in terms of just entertaining for two hours you can't get yeah. any better than you can't get any better than margot robbie as harley as a as a character as unique as harley quinn just giving her all in her a plus performance just stealing the show every time she's on scene all the action scenes and the visuals are, are really entertaining and really fun I would recommend this movie for sure. Same here. Actually, I just want to say thank you, Margot Robbie, for producing this film. You know, it, it probably wouldn't have happened if you didn't produce it. So I thank do, you. I do respect her choice. Even though I know that it's flopping and, <laughs> and your credit as producer is bad right now. Thank you. <laughs> I do respect her choice to want to make a female ensemble cast. I think it was cool. It was a really cool idea to have um, a story that kind of tried to do that. Obviously, the execution wasn't the best, but still, you know, I, I thought it was a, a really cool idea by her. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking that's going to happen from this? I feel like Harley Quinn will have more movies. I just feel like they won't involve anyone from Birds of Prey. <sighs> I think they're going to introduce some of, like, uh, Harley's other friends from the comic books. And I feel like they're just going to try to learn from their mistakes. Oh, like yeah. they Like DCU always does. That's true. Well, I mean, if Margot Robbie is in it, I'll, I'll I'll always watch it because that character, Harley Quinn and Margot Robbie, they're like meant to be. Like obviously she's not the same level of Iron Man in terms of you think of you think of them synonymously, but 
I'm starting to be like, okay, Harley Quinn can only be played by Margot Robbie at this point. Oh, yeah. You know what? Now that you mentioned it, I'm like thinking of the first Iron Man movie and I'm thinking of like Birds of Prey. If Birds of Prey was just a Harley Quinn movie. Oh, my movie, gosh. I think, wow, it would it could have been at the same level. I think, honestly, I, I, I agree because the, the directing was that interesting and Margot Robbie's performance was that great. It probably could have been as good, or maybe even a little bit better, because I think Margot Robbie brings more to this performance than, uh, or her character is a bit more interesting than, yeah, Robert Downey Jr.'s yeah character Iron, yeah. In, in Iron Man. Damn, that's that's an old movie. That's, I know, uh, man. That now it just makes me sad that Birds of Prey isn't doing well. <laughs> yeah, well, ho- hopefully, if you're listening to this, you should. If you haven't watched it yet, you should definitely watch it. I would definitely recommend it. Is there anything else you want to add? No, that's it. I loved it. It was great, even with its flaws. Yeah, go see go it in theaters, please. Support Margot Robbie as a producer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for this podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, talk talk with you soon.